Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast from the capital of the universe, New York, New York, on the Upper West Side to be exact. My name is the Mage One, his mageness, a.k.a. the Guru, a.k.a. um, What am I forgetting, SGG? Uh, Thank you very much. All those things. And I'm joined, as always, by the physically large, the statless one, the lawyer, Uptown Malcolm, a.k.a. SGG, Stat Guy Greg. What's up, man? I'm doing great, Peter. I gotta gotta admit, man. Um, like I was just telling you off air, I just met up with a friend of the show, uh, Rob Pearson, for his birthday. Oh, uh, Rob! Rob, a designer of early uh, cheap heat designs galore. Yes, yes, um, designs that people would love, like uh, Monday Night Rosenberg, um, the virgin, yeah, beautiful, oh, beautiful, item. the virgin shirt. You know, just mage, mage designs. Uh, yeah, Making Monday's made. I mean, the man <laughs> does gorgeous work. Confirmed. Yeah, yeah. So, shout out to Rob. Shout out to Rob Pearson. No, I'm in a, I'm in good spirits as well. Um, feeling good on this Thursday evening, as the baseball playoffs are underway. Uh, NFL season in full swing. Basketball get ready to kick off. Hockey's underway, and of course, this week we have the Super Showdown. And also, I saw a video of Greg floating around the internet this week that I watched, and I was really entertained by. If you didn't hear it, um, you should go on YouTube. But this is Greg. I just want to thank each and every one of y'all for all you've done to your bodies. It's still real to me, damn it. I'll be... Thank Make you. It easy, man. I, I didn't know I was part, being recorded. Who did that? Who recorded that? The best part of the whole thing is that Terry Funk goes, Hey, take it easy, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh... And I will admit, guys, I am re-watching um, Raw right now as we're doing the show because I only made it through like half the programming this week. Not even. It's not like I watched Mae Young Classics, the Mae Young Classic. It's not like I saw 205 Live. Um, and I had a very busy week. Greg, I know you were jealous that last night I was at Yankee, Yankee Stadium, Stadium yeah. in the legend seats eating delicious chicken watching your Bronx Bombers advanced to play the Red Sox. Oh my god, like you hit you hit all the boxes. Yeah, man, like very jealous almost feels like an understatement. Um especially that delicious chicken. I, I knew that you were at Yankee Stadium. I knew that the Yankees won. Um I knew that you were going to be happy either way because, you know, you work at Yes and, you know, you're an Oakland A's fan. So any any result was going to be good with you. But the del- I'm not an Oakland A's fan. You're not? Why would I be an Oakland A's? I have no idea. You're a random Penguins fan. I saw on Instagram you, somebody said you were in the comments. You made a comment that you were an Oakland A's fan. Must have misread oh, that. Oh my goodness! But no, either no, way, never, that, it was the delicious. Chicken I, I, I am, I am a top. fraud. I, I am a fraud baseball fan. That's for sure. But no, definitely no A's affiliation. Um, and I actually, truth be told, there was delicious chicken. I did not have any delicious chicken. I had some ribs. Oh my some god. Trump- I know some truffle mac and cheese. Oh my goodness! Um, I oh my god! I had um, some Brussels sprouts, 
some Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Um, just a just a tremendous. I like a delicious chicken. Just a tremendous affair. So there'll be more Yankees uh, baseball and more Red Sox baseball. So I'm sort of and more chicken sure and ribs audience and your, into it. And your well, I hope so. Well, I don't want to get my hopes up, but it would be amazing. I took one look at the at the ribs and said, "It's still really me, damn it!" <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but so SGG, let's start off outside the ring. What do you got for me? Neville returned to the ring um, very recently. I think it was over the weekend. Uh, okay. He showed up at Dragon Gate, um, and it looks like that's going to be his new home for a little while. Uh, so after over a year away from uh, the WWE and wrestling in general and like just being completely off the grid, it looks like the King of the Cruiserweights is back. Welcome back, and I wonder when he'll eventually make it back to WWE, although I know he didn't appear to be that happy, so I guess you never know. Yeah, he didn't appear to be happy, so it's probably going to be a while, but... um but yeah, he's back. It's everybody's assuming that he's gonna be going under his uh, former name, which was Pac, just like Tupac. Um, but yeah, it's I'm I'm happy to see him back in the ring because I know people missed have been missing Neville um, for a long time. And one thing I do have to say, which is not a shot at Neville at all, but I can understand how it's gonna be taken that way, but. It is so interesting to me that like whenever whenever somebody goes to WWE, right? And then they leave, they end up riding with that character that, you know, was made famous in WWE. Like they keep the tweaks and everything. Like even Alberto Del Rio, like, I don't know that he was going by Alberto before he got to WWE, but now like he's been Alberto El Patron everywhere and just like rode out with it. Um, yeah, that's, that is, that is usually what happens. It is usually yeah. the biggest character that someone goes with, but not always. Yeah, I don't know why that is, but. Speaking of which, Phil Brooks is going to be uh, in New York uh, this weekend by the time people are hearing this. Oh, he's going to Comic-Con, be... right? That's right. That's right. He'll be at Comic-Con. As will uh, Trish and Lita. Um, I believe Sasha Banks. Um, and some other greats in near. I believe Finn Balor is going to be there as well. That's right. Finn Balor will be there as well. So what else, SGG? What else happened outside the ring? Um, so, uh, apparently, a Charlie Caruso impersonator ended up working at ESPN. She appeared on Sports Center today, and I got to say, the resemblance is uncanny. This. What was her name? Charlie Arnold. Wow, very strange, and the same name. Same. Well, you gotta you gotta throw that out there because you don't. You, when you introduce yourself, you want to be able to say I'm Charlie, so you gotta like get in that mode. But yeah, the resemblance is uncanny. By the way, so I did see that announcement from Charlie that she's doing things at ESPN. I didn't even consider that she would go back to using her government name there. Yeah, no, that that like I don't want to say weirded people out because obviously you know. WWE does make some tweaks to people's names for whatever reason. But yeah, she's out there using her government on ESPN and apparently she's going to still be doing WWE obviously, so it's just um an added role more as more so than uh 
her transitioning to something else completely away did from she the did she already did something already air with her on is that really true this is true yeah she was on sports center um today i forget what hour it might have been the um, the noon early early edition but um but yeah she what was she doing on sports center she gave like an update for something or other wow major well congrats charlie didn't even know that i saw her announcement today i didn't know she was already doing it oh yeah it's it's already it's already happening. Wow, good for her. Um, yeah, I didn't even know she didn't even tell me. No idea. Just saw it. You know, people listen. No one tells me anything. SGD. I'm off here on an island. You know who am I? It's a shame. Um, what else happened in SGG? And the Undertaker gave um, a rare interview over I the saw weekend, that. Um, which is kind of wild because A, The Undertaker does not do interviews. B, he doesn't do anything out of character, really. And uh, he sat down with um, Ed Young, uh, the pastor of uh, the Fellowship Church. And he gave like a a good, I want to say it was like a 40-minute interview just talking about, you know, wrestling obviously in his character and he gave some imparted some knowledge to younger wrestlers about you know character work being more important than than you know flippy stuff and and fancy moves and just like stretching out that career but it just it's wild man that's a good get for uh pastor ed young I'll say, I didn't even know Pastor Ed Young was out there chasing gets I but apparently he gets a big interview with Undertaker I want to sit down and watch the whole thing yeah. Um, I heard that Undertaker told an interesting story about Andre the Giant too. Yeah, I didn't get to that part uh, of the part of the interview, but I'm definitely I like I'm like you. I want to sit down and watch the whole thing because we don't get this from the Undertaker. I know you really don't. Um, what else, SGG? Um, on a personal note, here, wow, here we yeah, go. Yeah. The moment SGG gets personal, this is well, semi, somewhat. Um, two things. Let me, let me I, find some appropriate music for you. Hold on. <laughs> it's, it's not where you think this is going. Hold on. It's coming. Hey, hey, It takes too long to get to the words. It's insane. All right. Somebody's going to get their ass kicked. SUG, what's, what do you want to say on a personal? So, weirdly enough, that music is very appropriate because um, this week I uh, was invited to to go on the podcast called The A-Show with uh, okay. Justin Davis and Jamil Radburn. And uh, I say okay. that that music is appropriate because these are two young black men who um, have a podcast and they cover wrestling also. So of all the music... Like, I never know what you're going to do with the drops. So to bring in Mark Henry, who's like a, an OG to all of us black wrestling fans, was perfect. But um, yeah, I'm a guest on their 50th episode. Um, it's out right now. You can find it on iTunes, The A Show, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, RNC Radio, wherever podcasts are. So I just want to plug that. And also... Big ups to that. That's The A Show. Okay. And also, um, we were speaking about The Undertaker, which made me remember that I, I had to mention this. Um my friends at Boom Studios want to... They're, they're dropping a graphic novel 
that's going to chart the history of The Undertaker from his early days through to today. And it's coming out um, right around Halloween. And they want to give away 10 copies to uh, listeners of Cheap Heat and the Cheap Heat universe. So I want to put that out there and I want everybody to hold me to this because more details are coming about how you can be one of the lucky 10 to get your hands on uh, this graphic novel that they have coming out. Um, So yeah, we were speaking about The Undertaker. I just thought I want to drop that in there. Wow, very very good, SGG. A lot, there's a lot to bite on there. Pause. Um, and we have a lot to get to also um, because um, there is a super, super showdown this weekend. Um, whatever that means, we're going to figure out. We could be in the middle of Miz country. So um, <laughs> how do you want to do it, SGG? I say we just run through the card and then talk about the things that make sense and then do some black power rankings and mailbag. Yeah, that that's perfect. And I have so, the card um, right here. What's the time difference, SGG? So, I believe it's going to start at, I think, 4 or 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Well, right. We're recording at 7.30 p.m. It's currently 9.30 a.m. So, I think it's like 14, 14 hours. So that would be 14 hours, meaning, yes, when it starts at 5 a.m., it's starting at 7 p.m. Yeah. Um, so I wonder what's going on out there. Let's – um. I what do you think? Do you think we should bother someone out there and see if they answer a FaceTime call? Yeah. Okay. Well, like – yeah. All right. Uh, I want to see if Renee answers a FaceTime. She should be awake at this hour. Why not? Yeah. And granted, she could be uh, jet lag. Off to a bad start, SGG. It's not about how you start. It's about how you finish, P. Do you know it's a good point? All right. We're 0 for 1. Want to try the gravy train? Yeah, let's do it. SGG. I know. I know. I know this man won't disrespect me. One of these people is a morning person. He has to. Graves has to be there, aren't right? Yeah, they're all they're all there. Yeah, he's, he's what else would he be doing? Why would he not be awake right now? Well, really, it's absurd. Not probably absurd. This is really bad. I, you know what? We're over two, and we'll see if one of them calls back. But this could be a big disappointment. Um, all right, SGG. Let's run through the card then, and it'll also take us through the week. I'm also seeing a headline here that says Jonathan Coachman took to social media this week to shed some light on his status with WWE. Why? <laughs> Why? Who asked? He said, "I'm doing pay-per-view pre-shows and other special projects. Trust me, I will be on plenty. A lot of changes in the next year. Think big." An additional tweet, Coach elaborated a bit more. I will stay with WWE, yes, but we have a busy 2019 lining up, said the coach. Just moved to the West Coast, so take that for what it's worth. What, like... So there you go. I mean, shout out to Coach. Congratulations with whatever he has going on. But, uh, hey, we didn't even know that they, like, we didn't know what was going on. So, like, he just, he drew everyone's attention to it to not tell us anything like come on give us something coach give us some type of scoop um 
All right, SGG, run us through what the hell's going on here in the uh, for the Super Showdown. So we got Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Murphy for the Cruiserweight Championship. Um, okay. Do you want me to pretend like I have something to offer on this match? Well, so here's let's say let's say this, right? Buddy Murphy is Australian. So do they go for the big championship win um, in his hometown? Would make sense, Home SGG. Country? You know, it would make sense. Because uh, that's what I would assume. I could see it. That's what I would assume. Um. Uh, as far as subject, because I, I mean, it's not like it's not like the icon. I mean, the iconics have a match, but they don't have a title opportunity. Yeah. So the I mean the iconics could win too, honestly. Um. Just to pop. Yeah. The why card. not? But uh, yeah, why not? It's not. It's not like Oscar and Naomi have to win. There's no way to get around that. By the way, Oscar has. It's been quiet for Oscar, huh? No, I wouldn't say that. You don't think it's been quiet for Oscar? She's she's got a match at Super Showdown. Um, I know, but I just I don't. She it's it's crazy to think about how good Oscar is, how over she was slash can be, and to think about how much you kind of see her on TV on a week to week basis at this point is sort of interesting. Yeah, I think just because SmackDown has like a tighter time schedule, it's tougher to get everybody on and like feature them in a you know, super prominent roles, you know, roles that feel more meaningful to the fans. Because when you think about it, um, you can say the same thing of the Usos, the Sanity, like all these, a lot of people, I wouldn't say it's quiet for them, but it's just like, they get weaved in and out. And, you know, Asuka's getting weaved back in. She has been on the outs, quote unquote, for a little bit. But um, also, too, I think as fans, we think of things really one dimensionally. So has she had a lot of matches or and even meaningful matches? I'm with you if that's what you mean by quiet. I'll say she hasn't, but um, I don't know. I don't know. What yeah, that I mean means. That, that, I, that's what you really mean is just seeing meaningful, meaningful stuff. All right. Speaking of which, let's get to meaningful. Um, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Um, to me, it's a crazy world if Charlotte isn't chasing Becky Lynch for a while. Yeah, it is, but. But Charlotte doesn't do well in the, with the chase, though. It's really tough. She, I, I mean, she should be chasing Becky. I'm with you, but that's not really a role that she's built for. Like, look wise, character wise, it doesn't. It, it's going to be tough for them to make sense of that. Um, I hear what you're saying um, about in terms of that not being the best best fit for. Her. But I still think the way to go is, um, is Becky continuing on? I, I, uh, agree. And I that's what I that's what I that's what I expect to happen. Um, I have I have I think they're doing. I, some people came after me when I said I thought they were doing a, a great job, and I thought that Charlotte's doing the best job she can with playing the baby face here. You know, a lot of the crowd wants Charlotte wants to boo Charlotte. And wants to cheer Becky. That's just kind of naturally the way it is right yeah. now. But I think given time, allowing Becky to really get her heel persona together and then sort of be an Austin-like heel 
would be great. So hopefully people let her get there. Yeah. Um, so I, I expect Becky. And it, it's funny too, like, you know, with the crowd decide, like figuring out that they don't want to do what Vince wants them to do. It's like, now you're just giving Vince unnecessary power over your life. You know, Vince and the company, like it's an act and we're at the point where everybody's in on the act. And so like, you know, get behind the characters or not. But if you're going to boo specifically because WWE wants you to cheer, then it's like they still are holding the strings no matter what. So SGG, uh, next you have um, the New Day. Oh, yeah, New Day uh, versus Cesaro and Sheamus. Yeah. Um, which has been very entertaining because they're just generally entertaining. Um, we it's like we continue to wait for the new day to like take the next step. What's it going to be? But then at the same time, you watch them and are like, "Damn it, they're so good." What? Why are we rushing this? Yeah. Um, they're all young. Well, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? Um, new day, of course, gonna gonna keep that championship, keep that keep that rolling. You you, you don't think that the, you don't think the end is near? Nope, I do not. Um. All right. Uh, Question for you though yeah, about this match, along with your prediction. Um, what combination of the new day do you think we see against Sheamus and Cesaro? Hmm. I think Biggie and Kofi. Okay. But I don't know why I think that. That's usually who they go to. That's like. I don't want to say and that, that is, you know what? You're right. That is the default. Yeah. Default is Big E and Kofi. See, it's managing, it's managing manager of general, excuse me. Ooh, then of course. AJ Styles, the champion. Samoa Joe, the challenger. No count out, no disqualification match for the WWE championship. Yeah. Um, this would be the opportunity to do something big on this card. If you want to have a really big title change where you're yelling, you know, where Michael Cole's screaming, it just happened, you know, Samoa Joe is the new WWE champion. It happened at, at Super Showdown. This is the opportunity for the biggest moment because the Shield has a match, no titles on the line. So Roman's title's not on the line. Daniel Bryan Miz not with a title. So guess what? I am picking Samoa Joe huh. to win how, the WWE Championship. How interesting would that be, though, right? Like, Because last year, right, AJ Styles became the first person to win the WWE title outside of North America, holds it for over a year, or almost a year, I should say, and then loses it outside of North America. Is that what you're saying is going to happen at Super Showdown? That is interesting. I didn't even think about that. Um, but that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Well, you know, you, you make a strong case for, for uh, Samoa Joe. Thank you. I know. I put together a lot of great stuff. I have no idea why, but it makes the pay-per-view look mage. So that's why I'm doing it. I mean, listen, I think these guys could go back and forth with the title. I think Samoa Joe makes perfect sense as champion. I think their story has so much history. I think Samoa Joe as champion and Shane chasing him back would be fun. Um, AJ. 
What did I say? Shane. Shane. Shane, yeah. Why? That didn't even make sense. It's been a long week. It's been a good week, but it's been a long week. Um, I'm sorry. No, you know what it was? It was when I saw this. You're going to go to hit me, and I'm going to miss. You're going to miss. I'm going to hit you. That's what it was. I'm sorry. I got confused. Um, Another man who's been waiting anxiously with anticipation. His name is Jeff Harvey. Hardy. If I'm ever feeling bad, I just want you to know I have that to make me feel better. You're going to call him Jeff Harvey to his face one day? I don't know. I, I think I've survived it now. I think I'm good. I mean, I we we had him. I announced him at, at yeah. He showed up at Cheap Heat Live. Right. I talked. I talked about his last match at Hell in a Cell. So hopefully I'm in the clear. But you really you never you know because you know when these sort of mistakes happen, no one expects that it's going to happen. And just like the 16 that come before you at Wrestle at WrestleMania 25. No one knows. It just happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it just no control over it. All that aggression inside you, you chose to take it out on an inanimate object. And not only an inanimate, uh, inanimate object. Hey, shut up. Shut your mouth. So speaking of which, the Shield versus uh, Braun, Dolphin, Drew. Six-man tag match. Who cares? This is, this is the problem with matches, the six-man tag. Let's just be honest about this for a second, guys. Six-man tags are the ultimate stall tactic. They never have true significance. Mm. Think about how every six-man tag ever is used. Uh, in, in just two weeks at WrestleMania, Hulk Hogan's defending his title against Andre the Giant. And, of course... The British Bulldogs will defend their titles against the Hart Foundation. So tonight on Saturday night's main event, this event, this match actually never happened, but you get the idea. Right. We have Hulk Hogan and the British Bulldogs against Andre the Giant and the Hart Foundation. That idea generally feels like what every six man tag is to me. Yes, but here's the kid, the thing though. Here we go. The difference between that scenario that you set up and what Tell is me. happening here is that yep. the shield um, since they, they going. have been Keep presented going. as a trio, um, they have a history as a trio and they have a history of great six man tag matches. So if you think about their first run, right, besides the Wyatt family and, um, evolution who reformed to take on the shield, they were up against like these random combinations of people, but the matches were always all so entertaining. And, um, I do agree. I feel like a winner-take-all title thing would have been cool here, some type of stakes. Um, it does feel like a stall tactic. I'll give you that. But I'm not going to go so far as to say, like, I don't care about the match because I already know. Well, and also, it's also been set up that we know now, SGG, that it looks like a, a shield breakup is imminent. So there, the bigger story in this match is within the shield. As opposed to it being the results of this match. Yeah, but um, I don't think it's... I wouldn't say imminent, though. Because, like, this is what... It, it's tough. Imminent or Jace? Yeah, I mean, I'll say... every five I'll minutes. say imminent or Jace. I'll just say, though, that when they... Whenever they tease well, What it, button are you pressing? You keep... Is your physically large face pushing buttons on the phone by accident? No. I'm nowhere near the phone. I like a delicious chicken. 
I don't know what's happening on ESPN. Are you hearing it? Are you hearing the beep? Nope. Well, now it went away. He can't get past a guy who's just shady. All right, keep going, Ashley. But, but um, but no, yeah, I disagree. I think it is imminent. By the way, I mean, let's not forget it's professional wrestling. So it's coming. Imminent as in this Saturday, though. No, 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 no. But as in. Some moment is going to happen during this match that will be part of the build to their break. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like we're we're in that we're in that zone right now. Yeah. It's happening at some point. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. I'll definitely say, you know, before Mania, maybe even as early as Survivor Series. I just disagree that it would be like at Super Showdown. In moments, like tonight. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Fair enough. But the seeds have definitely been planted. So who are you picking? I'm still going with the shield, though. The seeds are being planted, but that that crop isn't ready yet. So like they're gonna they're gonna plant the seeds. I'll go the shield, up, but they're still gonna overcome, and it'll be a thing for a while. But I'll go shield as well. Yeah. Uh, the Bella Twins, um, and Ronda Rousey. Versus the Riot Squad. Because you love six-man tag matches so much. This is another stall. But, Greg, the only true interesting thing that could happen here is a Riot Squad win. And maybe an implosion between the Bellas and Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Which... Sort of feels obvious in that WWE didn't WWE tip their hand and say that Nikki Bella was going to face Ronda Rousey at Evolution. Isn't that a thing that I saw somewhere? They did that. I feel like that was announced. Hold on. You can look, but you can't touch. You can. No, no. Well, I see a I see a spoiler that says Ronda Rousey may feud with this Raw superstar after Super Showdown, and it says Rousey will be in action Saturday in Melbourne. Blah blah blah. According to Cage Side Seats, that bout may start a rivalry between Nikki and Ronda. That's out there. I mean, people have been speculating. I don't think there's any sort of announcement though, Greg. Okay, because I know they announced. Um... They announced a flurry of matches ahead of Evolution, and I know that the Alexa Bliss Trish Stratus match. Evolution was won. currently, currently, you have Kyrie Sane and Shane ba- and Shayna Baszler. So, okay, no offense, but no offense, but you're a fraud. <laughs> no, I swear, to, I swear, I saw that somewhere, and I saw it like right around the time when they announced um, Bliss and uh, Bliss and Stratus. So um, no way! I, I promise you. I promise you. Were you awake? Would this happen? You were awake. Was ever, did everyone look like human beings, or did some of them <laughs> yo, have like animal heads? You know, yo, we're gonna settle this. Okay, if you go on Twitter, you'll see people talking about it like in August. That may be so, but it wasn't announced anywhere. I'm telling you that right now. Okay. Nikki Bella, Ronda Rousey. Let's search Twitter. The all-important Twitter. A lot of smart people in there. The point is, somebody um, put it out there. I thought I could have sworn it came from WWE, the source. No, I just see speculation. Okay. I'll tell you what. I'm I'm excited about the prospect of it. 
I have a little bit of concern about Nikki being fragile and working with someone as new as Rhonda. Rhonda works that, very snug, it looks like. So that that concern is valid. Yeah, I just worry about Nikki. I do. Um, but I think there could be a lot of fun there. And, you know, I'm all about heel Bellas. So uh, I will pick – I'll have some fun and I'll pick the Riot Squad. It's a way to have – it's a way to have Rhonda face some sort of adversity without her actually having to get pinned at all. So who who do you think takes the pin? Um, my guess is Bree. Okay. Has anyone ever told you that when you do your little okay, it makes you feel like you're saying, you know what, you're a fucking idiot? <laughs> no, I've never got. That's to. what you're. That's what you, uh, your 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 girl has never said that. No, when, she, when she's like, you know what I was thinking. She has, I was thinking we should. She no I was thinking we should go do myself. blank. We, we should go do blank, and then you're like, okay. She's <laughs> like, oh wow, really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm processing. I'm processing. Um, I'm processing the thought. I had to say though, I do agree with it. I do agree with it. And the okay, as I was processing it, I was wondering too, like, so if Bree is the one to take the pin. Who pins her, and then inevitably, how does uh, how will the viewing audience take that nugget of information and put it into the narrative of Bria's getting punished because she accidentally concussed Liv Morgan? That that was the the well. That's that, called that's called that's called overthinking. Sometimes people need to calm down and stop. Stop yourselves. I'm just saying. Watch the ha- show. It could happen. Watch the show. It happens Watch every week. What do you mean that could happen? It happens every week. I know. Literally, it, it happens every week. Just relax and enjoy the show. You don't know as much as you think you do. Okay? Yeah. Everyone thinks they understand everything. Oh, well, that is, that's a classic case of punishment. I've seen it all the time. I, I was listening, <laughs> I was listening to Wade Keller last week and uh, he was saying that, uh, um, everyone thinks they know it all. And I, and I hate that. Here's what I don't like about wrestling conversation in general you either have to be someone who believes every story that's ever talked about or you sound like an insider who doubts every story that ever gets reported yeah i'm i'm in the middle sometimes things get reported that are that turn out to be true but sometimes people learn stuff second and third hand and really think they have more insight than they actually have yeah. And by the way, I mean, there's no doubt about it. This is unrelated. Carmella and and our truth are just straight up baby faces. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Um, and by the way, shout out to Carmella. You know what? I know you're not super high on our truth, but no, I mean, I um, like him. I just don't. I'm tired of him shucking and jiving everywhere. It's a fair point. It's a completely valid point. Although I got to tell you. Carmella should deserves to be a Black Power Rankings honorable mention. Make, make because, the case. I'm, I'm hearing it. I'm. Because she's now. I'll make the case because Carmella was is so hot that even that when they took the title off, when she lo- loses the title, I'm like, oh man, they're moving her right away to like a mixed match thing. That's kind of whack. And now it gets tons of TV, and actually, our truth appears to be more over than he's been in years from standing next to Carmella. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. 
And people seem to really like Carmella. Carmella seems to have a little bit more, you know, it's a classic example of if you're really great as a bad guy, you have a tendency to get love as a good guy. Yeah. Not always true, but it seems true with Carmella. And also, too, I mean, while we're having this conversation, I, I have to give it up to Carmella because she she's sort of been proving her worth um, in these interactions with R-Truth. And she showed a versatility that um, I don't know that I knew was there and I definitely don't think people saw was there because when she was working as a bad guy, her ring style was such that, you know, a lot of people felt like she couldn't wrestle and went so far as call her trash. And like, she sort of switched up her style since becoming a good guy. Even the way she finished that match um, against Zelina Vega, that, that pin attempt that flowed right into a submission move. That was hot. That was hot. That is not something that a person who can't wrestle or is as awful as everybody told her she was when she was the champion. That is not the level of skill that she showed there. And it's not something that you get in a month after dropping the title. It's there and she used it when she needed to be. And it's like, that's why they had the confidence in her because she can handle herself on both sides of the ball. Um, that is a great point. And you know, I think Carmella's been long slept on and is very talented. So I'm happy to see that. That was a dope move in that match. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. Also, at some point, Greg, you know who needs to not make the Black Power rankings for at least a week or two? Who's that? Kofi. Because this sports bra that he's wearing has got to go. <laughs> well, we, we can get to the, get to this when we get to the Black Power rankings. But I was thinking, honestly, you know, the new day, um, you remember TRL, how after a while, and I think 106 and Park did this too. Like after a few weeks on, on the, on the rankings, people just got retired and like set into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's, I don't it's wa- almost time. I don't want to retire, I don't want to retire them because listen, the new day, they are still going, they're still going strong, and every time we think they're running out of steam, they reinvent themselves, and uh, they do it bigger than they did it before. But I, I might be time to make uh, the New Day the inaugural inductee into uh, SGG's Black Power Ranking Hall of Fame. You um, know what? It's maybe a WrestleMania. We'll do it. Yeah, I'm open. I'm open to doing it. And if you know, if they hit a major milestone or do something major beforehand, I'm down to do it then. But this discussion needs to happen. Like we need to, we need to enshrine them properly. All right, let's whip through these last few matches so we can get to mailbag because I have a ton and I feel bad uh, that I don't get get to it. What's next, SDG? Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. Singles match to Ooh. determine the number one contender for the WWE Championship. You're disrespecting your fanship of Daniel Bryan. The pleasure. The pleasure. The pleasure. Um, Miz. Yeah, I'll they get, t- it's it's been so patient. Why wouldn't it be? We could be in the middle of Miz Country. <laughs> every every where is that from? Uh, some Cena promo from like a year ago. <laughs> Why does his voice his voice crack like that? That's hilarious. But um, yeah, everybody's expecting the Miz, and um, I want to be contrarian and be like, no, I'm going to go Daniel Bryan, but it does make the most sense and um 
So I'm going to go along with the herd and just pick the Miz. All right, I'm with you. What's next? Bobby Lashley and John Cena versus Elias and Kevin Owens, who, oh my God, did they have Seattle on fire? Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, they're the MVP. Oh, oh my God. Props to whoever came up with that, you know, talking about basketball in Seattle. I don't know the last time I've seen that sustained an anger from a crowd off of basically one line. Yeah, if, even the Roman Reigns thing doesn't count because he got no lines out and got booed after that WrestleMania that one time. But Elias said one thing and then, man. And you know what the funniest slash saddest thing about that comment is? Sort of sad. What? Is that Elias says that, right? You know, having a basketball team in Seattle doesn't make sense. The Seattle Storm just won the WWE Championship. <laughs> I love it. They're like world champions. Triple H sent them a title and everything to commemorate the occasion. And here comes Elias. So not only is your team that's gone, he's going to kick them while they're down. But I don't even think he meant to do it. But the Seattle Storm gets it straight too. It's crazy. That is a great, great point. And was so funny. And I think they just announced that there's a, there's a uh, Thunder... There's like the Thunder or someone is playing an NBA preseason game in Seattle like this week. <laughs> Which is what made it a genius line because the there's been conversation about the te a team coming back. Hilarious. So it, it it resonated perfectly. All right, SGG, keep going. Uh yeah, Cena's that that if that isn't just an easy Cena Lashley babyface moment, I don't know what is. Yeah, it it has to be they're not gonna fly him all the way to Australia. Although is he is he in China now? It wouldn't be that short of that long of a flight, right? But either way, is he currently in China? Wasn't he? Is he filming a movie with Jackie Chan? If I'm not mistaken, I didn't even know that. Yeah, he might be in China filming. We, we should we should ask we should ask Zach Linder, who just periodically writes, "I miss John Cena," randomly in our group chat. <laughs> when when I, was the last one? It was I this week. <laughs> Yeah, he did it this week, but that wasn't the first time. The man regularly misses John Cena, um, which is just funny to me for a variety of reasons, even though Cena's an all-time great. It just always comes at a random time. Shout out to Zach Linder, by the way. Um, so, yeah, I'd be shocked if that's not just a straightforward yeah. boom bip. Pippity pip, pip, pip. Same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's this is the easiest one to predict. Yeah, I would think so too. And then, and then from that to probably the most difficult match to predict, you got Triple H with Shawn Michaels in his corner versus The Undertaker with Kane in his mm -hmm. corner for the last time ever since the last time that they told us that it was the last time ever, which was supposed to be the end of an era because of the one before that. But you get the idea. You know, SGG, I'm supposed to tell you that I'm not interested and they've spent too much time using these old guys and what about the young guys and yappity yap yap yappy scoop scoop poop. <laughs> that was no that Kanye. was too close to scoopity poop. You're right, it was. It was, it was right I, there. I wanna was I wanna right apologize. There. I wanna apologize because I would never reference scoopity poop. I'm not the biggest Kanye fan, as we are well aware. Um, but I don't feel that way. I really, really 
have enjoyed this whole thing, you know? And matter of fact, the same way that I have enjoyed this build, you, the Cheap Heat audience, will enjoy Dollar Shave Club. No matter what you do, you always want to look, feel, and smell your best. And Dollar Shave Club has amazing products to help you do that. Whether it's the Amber and Lavender Body Wash, um, which I know SGG loves, or the Big Cloud Good Shake Hand Cream. Phenomenal. So many awesome items at Dollar Shave Club. And if you go to dollarshaveclub.com slash heat, you can pick your own starter kit for just $5. All you got to do is go to dollarshaveclub.com slash heat. And all the things you need for grooming for your life, you get at the best price possible. And best of all, you make us look mage and support the podcast. So go to dollarshaveclub.com slash heat. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash heat. But SGG, it's been fun. And the fact of the matter is no matter how you cut it, this little nostalgic moment, it really is last time ever. Like, we're not getting another Brothers of Destruction thing. We're not getting another DX thing. Now, it may culminate at Survivor Series or whatever they're saying it might. But this little story, I mean, listen, Undertaker's 53 years old. Kane is mayor of a city in Tennessee. Shawn Michaels, they're saying he might wrestle a match again. I don't see how he has the gas in the tank. Bless his heart. It's incredible. And Triple H at 49, we may see a few more times at WrestleMania because he still looks fine. But those other three, I just don't know how much more we get. And so I have enjoyed it. I don't know where it culminates. But, I mean, listen, we watched Sean actually kind of take some action this week. Like, this is happening, Greg. We are seeing Sean Michaels wrestle again. Now, I know it may not be. Bret Hart is the greatest <laughs> professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Bret Hart, the real wrestler. It's not Bret. It's HBK. But damn it, Greg, I didn't think we'd ever get HBK again. I really did think the retirement was final. It's been now like eight years. And here we are sometime on Saturday, whether you wake up at 5 a.m., which is psychotic adjacent, or you watch it later, you're going to probably see some serious HBK action. And I, I am enjoying it. I'm sorry. I am. I mean, of course, though, right? This is exactly, that's exactly what they expected. And like you said, it's been such a long time and they're tapping into that nostalgia factor. So we're, people are going to enjoy it. Um, Triple H is a veteran. Undertaker is too, but I mean, Triple H is, Triple H and Undertaker are very capable of, Giving us an entertaining match. Um, so yeah, we're gonna love it. It's just, I'm it's seeing Shawn Michaels, right? It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, he looks so weird now. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm so curious, like when he finally does return to the ring, how, uh, the bald head is gonna factor into it. That look. Like, what, like, what look is he gonna give us when he comes out in like tights to wrestle? The Undertaker at Survivor Series, if that happens. Yeah. Um, what's your prediction, Greg? My prediction is Triple H. My prediction is Triple H. Um, and how does it end? What's the involvement? How does it play out? 
I mean, definitely some some chicanery with Shawn Michaels and Kane, right? Uh, Undertaker's definitely got to eat a super kick. Kane, too. Um, I wouldn't mind if Shawn Michaels super kicked him into a pedigree. Ooh. That's a move we haven't seen in a while. I am going to predict Undertaker. Ooh. The Undertaker's lost enough. Ain't no more losing for the Undertaker. He's 53 years old. Bring on the chicanery. Bring on the nonsense. Bring on the schmaz. Makes no difference. At some point during that match on Saturday in Melbourne, Australia, the dead man will hoist Triple H and somehow give him a tombstone pile driver. He will cross his muscular arms across his chest. He will lift up his head, stick out his tongue. That sounded crazy. <laughs> and get the one Two, three, pin. There, there has to be a pause Undertale. in there somewhere. There was a pause in there somewhere. You can. I know, that was a lot. That was, was more than I expected. That was wild. It's a lot. All right, what else, SGJ? That's the card. That's it, baby. What are you planning on watching? What's the, what's the plan here? What are people doing, guys? Have you made your plan? Some of you, I, I know. Shout out to all the dads. I know there'll be a lot of dads who I'm sure like have to wake up early with children. So since <laughs> you're going to be up early with kids anyway, you'll just throw it on. You know, you'll leave the network on your iPad or whatever, and while your kid is watching Moana for the 80th time, you'll be watching. You know, maybe you're, you know, whatever it is. Dads will find a way. Maybe if they get stuck up early. But for the average person who doesn't have to be up super early on a Saturday, what's the plan, SGG? I don't know that I'm going to wake up and watch it. I feel like. Because it's going live on the network, I'm gonna watch it. Watch it at my leisure. Um, enjoy my Saturday, and then maybe, enjoy yourself. Maybe Saturday night. You know, maybe Sunday. Um, Another Saturday night. Whoops, I botched that. <laughs> Another Saturday night, and I ain't got nobody. I got some money because I just got paid. Oh, I wish I had someone to talk to. I'm in an awful way. That was the SUG song before he met his valet. <laughs> that was. That was definitely the anthem. Uh, yo, you know what thought just crossed my mind, too? Hold on. This is interesting. Do you mind if I take this real quick? No. This is just the timing is super funny. Um, Hold on. Come on. You just texted me. You know, Hello? I'm in the midst of doing the Cheap Heat podcast, and I am having a conversation right now with uh, SGG, who can hear... I love SGG. Hey, Greg, you hear that? Sam says he loves you. Love him back. I love him back. He loves you back, uh, uh, Sam. And the, the conversation we're currently having as we wrap up our preview for Super Showdown is, what is the plan to view it? How are people planning on viewing and I thought about you a couple of times this week because of that same thing, 
And as we're discussing it, a, a text from Sam pops up that says, what are you doing Saturday afternoon? <laughs> and I, I can't help but think this relates to Super Showdown. Oh, yeah. I mean, so my plan for Super Showdown, I think I'm going to end up watching it live. I'm just that type of person. Oh, I, I, I knew it. I I'm going to end up setting an alarm on Friday night. And I'm going to, you know, turn it on. I'll probably sleep through the middle of it or something, but I'm going to watch live. But I love it. I love it. Yeah, I was going to see what you were doing, what your plan was, and if you wanted to do what we did for the, uh, uh, what are they, I think it was the Saudi show. It was the Saudi show. We did a recap of the Saudi show. recap it. Jess, my wife, just said, oh, my God, invite Rosenberg to sleep over on Friday night. (laughs) (laughs) There's only one way to do this, baby. That would be such a different level. Oh, Sam's call just failed, but that doesn't matter. That was mage. Um, <laughs> um, hold on, I'm gonna leave Sam a voice note while you guys can all hear it. Sam, we're, your signal, my signal in this room sucks. I'll hit you back, but tell Jess I appreciate that suggestion. It's wonderful. I'll text you later and we'll, we'll figure it out. I actually have, um, kind of a busy Saturday, but I would really like to get this in. I do have a window. There's a window. If you do the sleepover, you got to do a kickoff show in your pajamas. I know. The funny thing is if me and Sam did a full sleepover 5 a.m. viewing, he's calling back. Sam, we heard we heard Jess's suggestion for the sleepover. It's a tremendous idea. I mean, she thinks there should be a Sam Robert, a Robert and Rosenberg slumber party. I got to tell you. <laughs> I gotta, we could sleep in the basement. You've seen it. Oh, yeah. You know, and. And, and watch and watch Super Showdown live, and we could stream the whole thing. Obviously, you know the setup. And but yeah. by the way, could you could you set it up so like the cameras are such that we're like laying on the ground in pajamas in sleeping bags and it's filming us? <laughs> I would literally like if we were to do this for real. I'm not kidding. You know, I'm not kidding because you know me. I would literally spend tomorrow afternoon redoing the studio and like just getting the equipment that I would need so that it could shoot us in sleeping bags watching watching Super Showdown and reacting live I think it would be one of the like great moments in wrestling to tell you the truth and when we we could name the broadcast the Super Showdown Sleepover (laughs) I mean it it almost writes up alright I I don't want I can't commit to that it's too terrifying Um, but I am going to hit you like, up when I I'm... Literally, I would figure out... No, I know. I would, within 24 hours, I would figure out how to find, like, a dumb-sized John Cena jammies and, and do the whole thing. Oh, I'm, I'm, I know. That's why I don't want to get you too far started down this road, because there may not be getting you back, and I'd feel terrible. Then, then what we'd get is Sam by himself, and there'd be this really sad image we'd all have of Sam sitting in the sleepover when his friend didn't show up. It's one of the saddest things yeah. I could ever make. <laughs> Sam and his wrestling buddies. Right. And I'd be like, I think he's coming. I think he's coming just later. I think he'll be here. Oh, uh, Sam, I think it's time to go to bed, honey. I don't think your friend's coming. No, he's coming. And it's just you and John Cena's <laughs> super buddy. Um, I'll, I'll hit you up. I'll hit you up after the uh, podcast. Please do. There he is. Sam Roberts, ladies and gentlemen, <sighs> the last professional, the last professional broadcaster. So, I don't think I can do that. Though I, uh, I so truly, the reason Sam and I get along is because I do relate to the idea of wanting to do it. Like I, I'm that big a nerd that the idea is fun. But he like, just takes it frankly, that extra step and he does it. Well, yeah, the only hard part is too, he has home field advantage. Like I'd be more apt to do, if he was like, yo, I'll come sleep over in your guest room, 
Let's just get up and watch at 5 a.m. There's actually a chance I'd do that. The hard part is I have to go to Westchester if I want to do it at his house. Yeah. And, too, he, wow. he fits the exact demo you said, too. You literally said right before that that, you know, dads are going to wake up early. Yep. <laughs> Take care and of That's him. Young dad. Um, much, now, so. by the way, by the way, everyone, it is time, 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 time to get into the mailbag. Before the mailbag, though, I just want to tell you that the mailbag this week is brought to you by Timberland. All right? Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a radio guy. All I do is talk for a living. But there are a lot of people out there who work, construction workers, utility repairmen, solar technicians, people who make their life doing things. All right? They keep the lights on. They keep the roads paved. They keep the water flowing. These are the unsung heroes. All right? Look around you. All these things that happen... They're done by doers. And for all the doers out there, Timberland Pro has the Hypercharge Work Boot. Designed for optimal performance and comfort, anti-fatigue technology delivers underfoot comfort for long days on the job site. Um, it's a phenomenal boot, all right? A must-have boot for doers. They're talkers and they're doers. Timberland Pro always do, never done. And with that, it's time for... Mail. SGG. The first one I'm gonna I'm gonna re actually play here. Oh, is the is the latest email, and it comes from Justin. Mail. Hey Peter and SGG, I was driving and listening to the pod, and my daughter started repeating what she was hearing, so I had to record it. Don't worry, I was at a red light. Don't text and drive, even at red lights. Do as I say, not as I do. Let's see if we can hear the audio of his daughter. Hold on, everyone. In the meantime, I'll play this message from Hulk Hogan. If you actually think, if you actually think I was just the right guy at the right place at the wrong, at the right time, let me say it one more time so you completely understand, McMahon. If you actually believe in your mind, if you actually think that I was just the right guy at the right place at the right time, well, then you're a bigger delusional bastard than I thought you were, McMahon. And you know something? I had a match with you a couple of... I had a... You know what I say right now, McMahon? Right now, we just settled this because I had a match with a rock a couple of weeks ago. After all of it, after 44 <laughs> seconds of debacle, I'm pretty sure he goes, I had a message, with, I had a match with a rock. <laughs> <laughs> it changes everything oh. from being the rock to a rock. It makes it a completely different situation. I forget that it all got right. worse. I know. I Me too. Um. That is that's adorable. Phenomenal. It's simply adorable. I like that she gives up at the end. She's like, mum, 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 male, <laughs> mage child, Justin. You have a mage, mage child. Yeah, that is so good. And I mean, Dipperstein's a hero to the kids. I understand it. Speaking of which, uh, let's go to Chris. Male. Cheap Pete is the NWO of wrestling podcasts. However, I recently realized that the Brian Campbell is Hollywood Hogan. 
So now we're left with Brian Adams and Vincent, a.k.a. the NWO B-Squad. Peter, you're pretty funny, but enjoyed the podcast much more when it was about wrestling, not Peter Rosenberg. And SGG seems like a somewhat cool guy, but he has the takes of an eight-year-old boy. Enjoy yourselves. Wow. This is... This... It was repug. Yeah. You know what's really overrated? I, I, I know that I'm definitely egomaniacal to some degree, and the podcast is about the podcast. But do I really talk about myself that much on the podcast? I feel like all we do is analyze wrestling for 40 minutes and then read mail. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about that that type of criticism. If so, so I started off as a cheap heat listener. That's right. And what I enjoyed was that you and Shoemaker didn't just give like a straightforward analysis of what happened on Monday. Because and anybody can do that. And not only that, everyone is doing that. Like, well, I saw uh, Ruby Riot come on. I thought it was, I don't care. At some point I want to connect to these hosts and I'm never going to do that if I don't feel like we're boys to an extent. And that's never going to happen if you don't let me in your life, which is, which is what you do when you say, I was here and I saw this person. And it was like, you know what I mean? You take us backstage. Who That's else all I try that? to do. I don't, I don't sit here and ramble. I mean, every blue moon, we inject a little bit of other personal live things. But that's the radio host I am, guys. Here's the thing you have to understand. Warning, Peter Rosenberg putting himself over is about to happen. Ironically, in response to an email about putting himself over too much. <laughs> However, you have to understand, I'm a radio host. I am not someone who never was a broadcaster and started a wrestling podcast. All due, all due respect to those people, but they do wrestling podcasts. I do radio all week on, on all these different outlets. All of it's a continuation of my life. That's just the only, that's what I do. That is what I do. If you want a straight up, you know, really serious analytical wrestling podcast, that's just not what this is. I mean, there is a a share of talk about it. But honestly, I think the reason the mailbags become so popular is because more often people are into general wrestling conversation. <laughs> right. Just like, just like the email I have here from Joshua, for example. Mail. Just want to ask you how mage this is. My girlfriend and I had a baby a year ago. She's named after her favorite wrestler, Roddy Piper. Her name is Piper, aka Rowdy Piper. So this year we threw her first birthday party with pipe, with a Piper's Pit themed birthday. So I wanted to get the cheap heat seal of approval of Mage or the Batista thumbs down repug. <laughs> this is Mage. It is not repug. P.S. I made you years ago with Maker of Shoes at the 2K event. Blah, 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 blah. You and you, Wale and I had a conversation about sneakers, wrestling. Best Josh. This is Mage, dude. This is, I mean, let's be honest. Parents are psychotic. They, and these, tri- these, these, these parties are all for other parents. It's not like any of the other one-year-olds were popping for Piper's pit, but little adorable Piper is dressed up in a black leather jo- jacket, a baby Rowdy, Roddy Piper t-shirt, a little kilt. Uh, it's an unbelievable, unbelievable picture. And Greg, best of all, she is clearly, 
of African American descent and belongs on the Black Power ranking. Oh my goodness. I'm going to forward this to you right now because Piper, I think, may be the youngest ever entrant to the Black Power rankings. Let me forward it to you right now. See, see what happens. I can't guarantee that'll happen because you're your own man. You do your own thing. But when I it mean, comes to this, Black Power. this is May. This is strong likelihood. Message is sent. You should have it in your inbox right now. That is so awesome. Now, Reed writes us something that so many of you, I'm sure, have been thinking. Mail. Ford is blatantly ripping off WWE. So I noticed a while ago that Ford's tagline in their F-150 ads has been, we don't just set the bar, we are the bar. I had a good laugh about them infringing on the bar every time I saw the ad, but nothing more than that. Then this weekend I saw a new ad where they said that the F-150 is the big dog and still use the bar line as well. This can't be coincidence, right? No. I'm just waiting for... the. I'm just waiting for their next commercial to say that Ford is glorious. <laughs> and that and the truck segment is the house that F-150 built. As hilarious as this is, I find it even funny to think about how this happened. My hope is that their ad agency has creative meetings on Tuesdays and some intern fresh off Raw threw out the bar tagline when no one could think of anything. Everyone loved it. And when they came to him for more ideas, he went back to the well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get, a, maybe eventually we'll get a commercial that's just a Stroman roar with an F-150 bursting through the screen. Thanks for the hours of free entertainment and keeping, keeping it with a life. Read. That's a great message, Read. Every time I see the commercial, I'm like, yo, we're not, we not, we don't just set the bar. We are the bar. Yeah. No way. And he just gave him like another two years worth of, uh, Ford and commercial material. Greg writes us, not you. Male. Dude, look. Brie hasn't looked sharp in any match she's participated in since coming back to the ring. You can defend her all you want, but you can't say, you can't say she's been sharp and she has had her share of botches that didn't involve anyone ducking their head down. The Riot Squad, while new as you mentioned, they've been in the ring more recently than Brie has and Liv hadn't gotten a concussion before now, if my memory's correct. If you don't want to blame Brie, fine, but don't say you blame Liv and then mention that you don't blame Liv and then mention that she's new. Greg, that is a reasonable email to say, first of all, that Brie hasn't looked sharp. I think that's fair. Mm -hmm. And if you listen to the pot and you listen to the podcast, I've been unequivocal about saying I don't think Brie's looked sharp. I didn't use that language. That's a good way to put it. However, that doesn't change the fact that in this specific moment of the Liv Brie situation, I asked people who know better than me and you, and they said, this is what happened. You cannot drop your head. Now, that's again, I'm not trying to cast blame on Liv and make her feel bad about a situation that already stinks. We went very I'm far to say that, like, this is one of those situations where you can't really blame either person. But these are the factors. We mentioned that, Breeze Ring Rust. We mentioned yep. Liv being new. We mentioned that because Liv is so new and Brie hasn't had a chance to wrestle her, that they don't have chemistry together. We mentioned all these things, but the problem is because we didn't say all these things equal this person that fault, people are upset. Like, they could take it that far if they want to. I'm not prepared to take well, it no, that the, far. Well, no, the main reason that if, 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 if Brie doesn't get 
unequivocal blame, people are annoyed. Yeah. Like, and people just want to get blame on Brie. And I, I get it. And yeah, she has not looked sharp in the ring, but like I said, for me, a lot of that has just been pointing to her lack of chemistry with these new girls. Cause she, she did one suicide dive where Sarah Logan was too far away, you know, for the spot to come off as crisp as it should have. She got all the blame. She did another suicide dive right after that where the women literally did not catch her. She got all the blame again. Now, granted, I understand she gave birth and that might have changed her center of gravity and she's getting used to that. But you're going to blame her for having a child and coming back to the ring to entertain us when everybody in there is professionals and everybody knows the roles they have to play and everybody knows how to, you know, use their strengths to hide other people's weaknesses. If you know that about this woman, stand close to the ring so you can catch her. Work with her. They work together. And I'm still not that's, saying that, that to say it's blame this person or that person, but it's like they're working together. It's on everybody in the ring. Um, shout out to Anthony Colon who sent a nice message. He asked us about fantasy matches, but I just don't think we have time this week because I have too much other stuff. Um, uh, David Anaya writes us. Mail. That live and learn title was freaking mage. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, it was mage. Live and learn with the no E was my, my best work as a title. I'm very proud. And the, the Becky Lynch one right before that too. You strong work. These past the Lynch pin. Yeah, we're yeah. rolling. No, no, we're rolling. Eric writes us. Mail. How was the show this weekend not called Super Showdown Under? Um, all apologies to the Statless one, but the Hart Foundation can never go into the Hall of Fame because it would be just Brett. Everyone else is dead. It would be the most depressing induction ever. Stay mage and alive, Eric. Did he at least throw in an R.I.P. Jim? Jim the Anvil Neidhart? No. Did he throw in R.I.P. anyone? Come on. You got to throw in some R.I.P.s. Yeah, you got to. You, you say them like, and also too, the Hart Foundation, like, we know Ric Flair is a two-time inductee, but if you want to keep it all the way real. The Hart Foundation, Bret Hart could be three-time if WWE gave him his proper respect. Because as a tag team, they deserve it. Just Jim, Brett, uh, managed by Jimmy Hart, if you want to throw that in there. And then as a faction, I would say they deserve to go in, too. Because they carried most of the gold. Well, actually, they had all the gold at one point um, in WWE for the short time that they were. Even some slammies. So, you know. uh, Darren writes us. Mail. I always wondered how much those mics are that they use. I just noticed how Aiden English absolutely destroyed a mic on Rusev last week. And Queen Charlotte just whipped a mic into the barricade like it was a pregnancy test that gave her a result she wasn't hoping for. <laughs> no. WWE goes through mics like Tony Statlas goes through delicious chicken. New era forever. Uh, at Darren underscore radio. That was very funny. I don't know if it was appropriate or not, but I enjoyed it. Um, Let's get a couple more here. Uh, Corey writes us. Mail. Hello, your majesties. I rewatched the Braun vs. Roman Hell in a Cell match, and something odd stood out to me. Earlier in the night, Ziggler wore leather tights and Drew McIntyre wore leather trunks. Then they reemerged during the Braun-Roman match. Ziggler was wearing jeans, and Drew was still wearing leather trunks. You mean to tell me that Drew McIntyre sat around backstage for an hour in leather trunks? 
Can they be that comfy? This led me to thinking about what ring gear to wear to the ring. I'd personally wear gym shorts like Brock. But what would Peter Rosenberg and SGG wear to the ring? Also, if you were a tag team, what matching gear would you wear? Truly curious. Stay mage and enjoy yourselves wherever you are. Oh, sorry. Truly truly curious. Stay mage and enjoy yourselves in whatever you wear. Ah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, man. It's a tough spot when you're built the way the two of us are. <laughs> I, I feel like, cause I'm giving this some thought. I give right around this time of year when they drop that video game. Um, I give this some thought cause I create myself and I'm like, I just can't go out there looking like, like the tights is not happening. The tights are just, it just can't. But I feel like, you know, the AOP type of gear does just enough to to you know hide hide my flaws and I feel like that would work work out to our advantage in the best way in terms of gear I I think um I'd have to just I can't I think do a I'd wear... I can't no, no, I'm doing some sort of trunks. I'm doing some sort of trunks. And I think I'm doing some sort of trunks and boots. I just have to think about what to do up top. Like, if I get a few months, I just bust my ass as hard as I can and get myself into passable shape. Yeah. Like, I, I truly believe with trainer in three months of going hard AF, as the kids say. I could really get there, yeah. at least a passable. Me. But if not, I think you kind of have to go Cassius Ono style. No. Well, but I'm not as fat as 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 he is. But as also, Chris. here's the problem with the Cassius Ono stuff, right? Like, I love you, Chris. I meant no disrespect by that. I'm just I'm just small, a little small. We love we we do. We, everybody loves Chris Hero. I feel like that doesn't need to be said. It's just it's known by now. But yes. at the same time, well, well known, cheap heat, cheap heat, uh, friend of the show. Yes, he's he's been on the show. I listened to that episode. That's right. Um, but the gear doesn't do him any favors. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, no. I don't think it does, Greg. Sorry, you're right. I don't mean exactly right because the way he does it with the jersey thing doesn't give him favors. So maybe he's a worse comparison. Sorry, maybe K is a good comparison because, like, or how about how about CM Punk? Mine is taking off the shirt. CM Punk often wore Trunks, Boots, T-shirt. Okay, so you would go like that. Okay. Trunks, Boots, T-shirt. Yeah. I, enjoy see, yourself shirt. I wouldn't enjoy do, yourself shirt. I wouldn't do Trunks, though. I wouldn't do Trunks. I would do... It has to be tights. Like, the legs have to be covered up. So either like AOP or maybe something like Mustafa Ali that, you know, with the fake oh, You know what, Greg? I think on. you're right. You're right, Greg. I have to, too. Because if I go, if I go Trunks... I have to shave my legs. I'm not doing that. Not necessarily. Didn't Arn Anderson have some hairy legs? It's not common. But you just yeah, you just got to be ready to look like real rugged out there. I think you go. I think you you go. You're right. Trunks, boots. I'm not wearing sneakers. I hate that. I'm yeah. going trunks. I mean, I'm going. I'm going tights, boots. Enjoy yourself. T-shirt. And still get in better shape, so as time goes on, I can like cut the sleeves off, you know, more and more on the on the enjoy yourself shirt. Mm -hmm. I think that's the way to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's hit one more. This comes from 
Who is this? I don't know what his actual name is. His email Sunday Mail something something. Mail. What's up, PR and SGG? I will be at SmackDown 1000. I've been waiting on if Batista would have any type of role in the show, especially when he's from DC. It was announced that Evolution would get back together and appear as one for the first time on SmackDown. It's good to see the group back together, but they weren't any part of SmackDown as a group. <laughs> Indi- individually, they had their run on had their run on SmackDown, but not as a whole. Don't you think Batista should have a more welcoming homecoming? Thanks for all your great work and a great podcast. I met you guys in NOLA during WrestleMania and had a good time. Stay mage, and he sends us a picture. SGG, I've been irked all week about the evolution at SmackDown 1000. I have, I, I, I have to. It, I'm sorry. I, I really, really, really am excited for SmackDown 1000. Obviously, the things I want to see, like a, an MVP VIP club, um, VIP lounge, which I think should happen. Um, things that make sense. Evolution wasn't on SmackDown. No, it's just it's. I just don't remotely understand. And I have to say too, like when he mentioned. Well, actually, I take that back. I was gonna say that he mentioned all of those guys having a a decent run on SmackDown, and I, I feel like, you know, Paul Heyman famously said at ECW One Night Stand 2005 that you know the only reason JBL was champion. For so long was because Triple H did not want to work Tuesdays. The man showed up for one episode of SmackDown and went right back to Raw. Um, pre-brand, pre-brand split though. Triple H did have some mage moments on SmackDown, but yeah, like Evolution has zero, zero, zero moments on SmackDown. Even when they reformed to um, to face the Shield, all of that played out on Raw every single moment. It's, I, I found it so weird. It was just like, you know, I, I have no idea whose idea this was, and hopefully it's not someone important who hears this and is like, Peter, shut up, you're an idiot. But I'm sorry, telling you right now as a fan, when I heard that, I was just like, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> um, all right, SGG, I gotta be up out of here. Um, I hope everyone enjoys, um, this weekend and the super showdown you can email us at rosenbergbeats at gmail.com and i'd also like to say sgg do me a favor um give me the black power rankings uh, black y'all and i'm black y'all and i'm blacker than black and i'm black y'all and i'm black y'all and i'm black y'all and i'm blacker than black and i'm black y'all i'm black blacker than black black i'm blacker than black oh, yeah. yo because um, I'm so I received I'm that sorry, email. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to, I, I, we got caught up with this whole thing. It took way too long. I didn't mean to disrespect the Black Power Rankings. Oh, no, no. No disrespect intended. We understand. Um, but yeah, I got that email and I got to say, you know, I've been wanting to do the Black Power Rankings Hall of Fame for a little bit. We might as well just throw Piper right in there because that, that party was mage. It was legendary. I'm prepared. Wow. To, I'm yeah. Piper as the first entrant. You're announcing her I'm announcing for WrestleMania this year. Piper. Piper will be the first entrant into the Black Power Rankings Hall of Fame. Yes. yes. Bam, she's, bam, go- bam, bam, bam. she's going into the celebrity wing of the, uh, the Cheap Peak Black Power Rankings Hall of Fame. Wow. Congratulations. Oh, my God. Um, All right. Well, who else? Who's who, What active uh, participants do you have? In at number three, I'm going to go with Alicia Fox. Ah, oh, Fox. Um, you know, people haven't been too high on these mixed match challenge teams so far, and they I know I saw you know Bailey and Finn 
ballot people are a little down on that team. They feel like they're both being wasted, but I'm enjoying these pairings and I'm enjoying what they've been doing with them on Raw. And um, Mahalisha have been highly entertaining to me. And I'm seeing some improvements in the ring as well. So I'm going to go with Alicia Fox for number Shout three. Shout out to Foxy. Okay. Um, in at number two, I'm going to go with Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley. Um, All right. They weren't the driving force of this major segment. like this. But, you know, props to Leo Rush for coming out and just even making an attempt to control the crowd. Like, it could, it could not be done. Um, once Elias and Kevin Owens set them on fire, that Seattle crowd just wants to see the world burn. But uh, props to, to Leo Rush, like I said, for his bravery for even trying to come out on the mic and, and pull the crowds back in and then... Um, Props to Bobby Lashley for having um, an entertaining match with KO to build towards Super Showdown on Sunday. And then in at number one, Cedric Alexander, the WWE Cruiserweight Champion, who, um, according to at WWE Stats and Info on Twitter, and this information checks out too, Cedric Alexander has gone a full year without losing a singles match. So he heads into uh, Super Showdown against Buddy Murphy on uh, a huge undefeated streak. I have to tell you, sneakily, Cedric Alexander's been mage his whole time. Yeah. It's just interesting because, as we said, separate's inherently unequal. Can you imagine, though, like if... That's hilarious. Can you, can you imagine, though, if the crowd never chants, please sign Cedric during that first Cruiserweight Classic, do we get to enjoy this? Where does he end up, you know? True. Because that was a moment from that first tournament. SGG, I want you to remember this all weekend long. I just want to thank each and every one of y'all for all you've done to your bodies. It's still real to me, damn it! I mean... Thank, thank you. you, man. <laughs> Same age, Greg. Oh, yeah. 